0: It's going. Oh. I'll try it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not too close. Okay. Um Okay. <clears throat> uh, well, we're on 17, right?
1: We're well, on 17. I have a marker at 568, 569. of my feet, we did that.
0: Did, I remember reading we did you not suck your toes as a baby? <laughs> we read it. Huh? We read it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was on 567. So it must be where you have the mark of
1: Five, oh yeah. Let's start again at 571.
0: All right.
1: It carries on from the previous.
0: Okay, just put it to context the answer comes on one of those days what is the answer?
1: just read read. he knew she would be true
0: he knew she would be true to her promise the question was when okay the answer comes on one of those days when everything simply goes right aromatic breezes enhance the atmosphere of loving exchange birds sing in chorus through the forest, and Radha-kun displays its full opulences of beauty and charm. But most important of all, Radha is in a cooperative and malleable frame of mind. Consequently, Krishna can fully relish the mellows of love worthy of the ever-fresh cupid of Raj. While Hari waits eagerly at Radha-kun, Radha is making arrangements to leave her home on the pretext of worshipping the god. To ensure the meeting of the divine couple and to increase Radha's enthusiasm for it, Rinda Devi enters Radha's chambers just as the Gopis are dressing her. The leader of Gopi messengers is dressed in colorful clothes that flow in billowing waves upon her fair form. Shrimati Radharani is very pleased to see her guest, and after greeting her with swagatam, welcome, they share the following exchange. Kazmat vinde priyasaki, hari paramulat kim iha kurute mitya Siksham guru ka tam tvan morti pati tam-tvan-morti-pati-taru-vatam-tig-mitik-siva-spodanti shiva bramati Palito nartiyam Swap svap Dear Brinda, from where have you come? I have arrived from the feet of Shri Hari. Where is he? in the forest and the bank of your lake. What is he doing there? He is learning dancing. Who is his dance, teach, dance teacher? Your image, Radha, revealing itself in every trace and creeper in every direction, is roaming like a skillful dancer making him dance behind. Radha is elated to hear that Krishna's love is making him see her everywhere. Eager to reciprocate his affection, she quickly finishes her domestic duties, and gathering the items for Surya Puja, quietly leaves home in the company of her friends. Although it is customary for village girls to worship the deities of Raj, Radha hides her face from the villages constantly feed a virulent fire of gossip upon her chest she does not care a fig for widow's tattle so she quickly moves through the lanes to the edge of the village and then disappears into the forest in the meantime feelings of separation have so confused krishna that he is seeing talking to and dancing with Radha's image the groves along Radhakuna. The forest animals and birds are enchanted by his talks and movements and by absorption in Krishna they too share the portion of his ecstasy to which they are entitled. The association of the Lord or his devotees is so powerful that by it all manner of living entities can attain perfection. This image, is a reflection? Like um Radha, Radha Kund or what how is she see? how is he seeing her image? Or just it's just uh It's internal meditation. He's just uh,
1: projecting um uh, Seeing her everywhere. Yeah. Ishtadeva Spurti.
0: Huh? Pūrti. Huh? Iṣṭhā Devās Krishna tells Urava, te shuti śūtikana nopāsita mahatama abrata, tap, abrata tapta tapasa mat mam Upagataha. Persons, animals, and trees I have mentioned did not undergo serious studies of the Vedic literature, nor did they worship great saintly persons, nor did they execute severe vows or austerities. Simply by association with me and my devotees, they achieved me. When Radha finally arrives at her lake, she is met with an overwhelming reception. From the rustling of leaves to the lapping of waves, Radha-kun is permeated with Krishna's Radha consciousness. For his part, Krishna awards his beloved a reception worthy of a queen, and in that way, he inspires different ecstasies in the gopi attendance accompanying her. Is it a particular time of day that this is happening? Midday. Midday, pastimes radical but no. well, it's not mentioned is it no it's
1: i, I mean she's come back from her from 20, plucking, 30s.
0: 30s. come back from domestic pl- duties i think it was presented as after she shares her domestic duties
1: uh-huh. and uh yeah whatever domestic duties she's got then They partially dress her again, or maybe fully. And, uh, And then she goes.
0: When Radha finally beholds Krishna, she can believe neither her eyes nor her good fortune. Turning to Vishaka, she asks, Saki, tell me the truth. Is that aromatic blue lotus really Krishna coming before my bee-like eyes, or is my mind playing tricks? Sharing in the ecstasy of her friend, Vishaka shivers from head to toe as if suffering from cold. She replies, Kasturiya Sattilakam. come. Alike yas tavo, tavo, raud, tavo roja yugme Chitram vindu sumukhi Chiboke netri yugme Jana Shri Shrutur indivarar virachita Kuntale chavatangsa So Soyam spodati saki Te bhagya rasya rajamun Radhe That boy who is the nice musk tilak on your forehead, the musk designs on your limbs, the musk drop on your chin, and the black collyrium on your eyelids, is verily coming your way. Now that you are so fortunate, you should go meet him. Black colorium is because colorium is the blackish color that comes from looking upon Krishna's form that entered the eyes of of Rani. Is that why it's described here as non-different?
1: Oh. all of these things as being Krishna, you mean?
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, I think it's more like, you know, 10th tenth, tenth chapter where Krishna is describing that amongst fish like this and so on. So it's just, he's black and it's black. So that's him, just because they share the same blackness.
0: But isn't there? There's a pastime, isn't there? That that the Gopi, the Calarium on the Kopi's eyes turns black by their absorption in his blackish form entering into their eyes. Isn't there a pastime to that effect? Maybe, maybe. I can't
1: I can't recall. You know, calyrium is just uh, they burn burn. Uh, a ghee, a little camphor, and then they get the soot and they scrape it off and uh, they mix it with a little camphor and uh, mix it up and then it becomes like a cream. Uh, Mix it again with a little ghee.
0: Raja is a treasury of mixed emotions. Eagerness draws her forward, shyness restrains her, contrariness sways her to the left, and attentiveness pushes her to the right. A victim of conflicting mental states, Radha is stunned, but with the sound advice of her close friends, she overcomes the influence of her own bliss and bashfully allows herself to be introduced to Krishna. In this way, the intense desire of Radha to meet Krishna and his equal yearning to meet her are accomplished. As usual, Lalita begins to joke about Krishna, triggering a quarrel between him and the gopis. That humorous exchange is laden with puns and innuendo, all aimed at inciting further amorous feelings between the two lovers. want to read.
1: While this war of words is being waged, the gopi steals Krishna's flute. And when he discovers the tragic loss, the girls cleverly pass the flute around behind their backs, shrieking with laughter at Krishna's failed attempt to regain his bosom body. Since the gopis outnumber Krishna, he is unable to determine who is the flute thief. Thus, Hari is crestfallen at the loss of his friends and the humiliation inflicted by the girls. Unable to tolerate Krishna's loss of face, the flute takes the independent initiative to establish its whereabouts by playing a song. In this way, Krishna not only regains his instrument, but lovingly punishes the guilty gopis. When the youths reconcile their differences in transgressions, they agree that a spell on the tree swing is the best way to restore relationships and enjoy excitement. Rinda and Krishna's niece, Kundalata, push the swing, and as it rises and falls, the flowers in Radha's hair Shower the gopis. Gradually, the swing expands into a many petaled lotus that accommodates whichever sakis and manjaris mounted. And Krishna then magically appears beside each gopi while enjoying the thrill of going higher and higher. Meanwhile, gopis on the ground begin Sankirtan, singing a beautiful song to the accompany of vinas, mridangas, and karatels. All glories to the swing pastimes of Vrindavan Forest. That's not exactly the best way. It sounds like Brindavan Forest is enjoying swing pastimes. <laughs> <laughs> In, it should be spelled out, all goes to the swing pastimes of Radha Krishna and Vrindavan Forest. Finally, when Krishna takes the swing so high that it threatens to loop over, the shrie- shrieking gopis descend one after the other, exhilarated by Krishna's naughty behavior. After merriment on the swing, Radha, Krishna, and their entourage roam through the sub-forests surrounding their lakes. The six seasons coexist in different gardens, each one displaying unique climates, foliage, birds, and animals in an effort to best please the senses of the divine couple. As Radha and Krishna wander through the gopis, through spring, summer, monsoon, Autumn, early or pre-winter, and winter, the gopis sing appropriate songs, shower them with petals, and offer garlands of blossoming flowers. When the sun is at its highest and everyone is feeling the heat, Krishna challenges Radha and her friend to a splashing game in Radhakund. Considering that he is well outnumbered, the gopis happily accept the challenge, and changing into clothes. Suited to bathing, they enter the water. Krishna is a good swimmer, but the gopis are not. So when he lures them into deep water, the gopis are at a disadvantage, and Krishna showers them with water and pelts them with lotus petals. But when the battle moves to shallow water, the gopis surround Krishna and prevail upon him. Hari takes a heavy beating at the gopis' lotus hands, so much so that in the Mili, Lalita calls over to Radha, Krishna's eyes are completely red, his tilak is washed away, his garland is torn to shreds, and his smile is wilted. Do you agree that we should stop? Let us not injure and humiliate him any further. When soft-hearted Radha hears this advice, she restrains her zealous friends and brings the game to an end. And while it's obvious to every spectator, monkey, bird, and swan, that the gopis have emerged victorious, true to form, Krishna insists that he has won. While teasing one another about who has won or lost the water fight, Radha and Krishna donned fresh clothes and garlands, they then proceed to a clearing shaded by a circle of trees where maidservants have set a picnic of fresh fruit savouries and sweets. The divine couple enjoy their meal and the honey wine that the muncheris keep pouring. The maid singer and sing Syabcha Rasaghyaya Priam Idam Now that you have drunk the honey of each other's faces, drink a little of this honey wine scented with the reflection of each other's eyes. Radha and Krishna are pleased to accommodate their assistants. They first exchange cups to drink the nectar, blessed by each other's glances, and then again exchange cups to taste the wine blessed by the other's lips. In this way, they enjoy cup after cup of the honey beverage. I'm curious what that honey beverage is, because Honey is usually sort of... Well, I, I guess we drink quite a bit of honey during uh, Baloram, Rasayatra. Maruni. Maruni, yeah. But honey's quite a rich type thing to be drinking a lot of. must be... Uh, um, I'm curious what it's like.
0: Yes. Is there any reference as to how the honey is gathered?
1: No, And in Bhagavatam, Krishna book, it's like that the honey is uh, is uh, f- flowing from the trees. that the, the bruni was flowing from the trees. Intoxicated by the meal, the wine, and each other's company, Radha and Krishna retire to a grove to rest, while some manchuris massage their feet, and others fanned them. And when the divine couple fall asleep, the manchuris also retire to eat the remnants of the picnic, leaving only Rati outside to ply the peacock fan that cools the sleeping couple.
0: Is the same and wine it's different terminology? Uh, I don't. I
1: don't think um, it's just called just Russell.
0: After so many pastimes of youth, Rada are also tired. So they retire to their respective groves, accompanied by their friend, friends and maidservants. The heat of the afternoon is a peaceful silence descends upon Radhakund. The birds stop their singing and the bees their humming. Perhaps the only one awake is Rati dutifully pulling the drawstring on the fan that cools the sleeping couple. Quietly, so as not to awaken them, she sings this song in their praise. Rasa Valita Mali Manikya Lakshmi, <laughs> Pramudita muravari, Bairi, Prema Morali, Rajavara Vishabano, Punya Snapayatu, Anijadasye, Radhika Mam Kadadalu. When will Sri Radhika, a splendid ruby in the crown of ambrosial doe-eyed girls, a swan plying the lake of love for the joyful enemy of Mora, and a celestial vine sprouted from Raja's exalted King Vishabhanu, bathe me in the nectar of her service.
1: It's interesting that Krishna is, you know, like called Murashatro, or Murari, uh, Muravairi, Uh, that, uh, yeah, the uh, invoking, uh, especially, yeah, he's very often, especially uh, invoking uh, a a demon in such a, you know, nice, such an intimate
0: setting.
1: Yeah.
0: I've noticed that before, too. I remember one time commenting on, or somebody, or somebody brought it up to me and I, I, we were doing a reading some, somewhere along the line. I didn't have an answer.
1: I'm sure that if uh, look up the uh, mixed rasas and bass then, you know, it is uh, it's a uh, conforming, uh, a uh, mixture of, of, sort of, obviously it is because it comes up so often that it, uh, you know, bring in a little, a little taste of, uh, murah, Murari and,
0: I mean, I, I can speculate to say that because all demons are conquered as well as in these particular settings. Others are conquered as well, in pastimes of love. But uh, sometimes, of course, we understand that Valentine conquers too. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> you mean that uh, the obstacles are the more to loving pastimes either? the more Excuse me that the obstacles to uh, conquering Radarani Red, Red, are the... Oh,
0: uh, m- uh, yeah, obstacles, yeah.
1: Yeah, th- they're the miracle.
0: Thus, Rati hears Radha and Krishna whispering in the grove. She stops singing and looks in through the wall of vines to see Krishna propped up on his elbow, gazing in awe at Radha as she whispers, When I am with you, hours fly by like seconds. But when I am separated from you, a moment is an endless age. How I survived the wait to come here, I do not know. Krishna replies, dearest, why distress your mind with such thoughts? To be with you is the fulfillment of my every desire. I am simply your attendant, and I await the privilege of serving you in some way. Radha says, you are the supreme person, served by sages, demigods, and the Vedas. Why would you wait on an unfortunate, cowherd girl? What would you call that?
1: Calling him a supreme person. Yeah, it's just a, uh, a. By the way, recognition of uh, of Krishna's uh, position of Krishna's greatness, and it doesn't, you know, just fits in, to the pastime. I think,
0: this in Gita, There's the references that sometimes. The Gopis refer to Krishna's position only because they're repeating what they've heard from uh, from Garga, Garga Muni, or from somebody else. Yoga Maya. Yoga Maya. Yeah. yeah. But not because they're thinking that way, but they're just simply repeating it, having heard it. I know it's there somewhere in commentaries of Gopikita
1: Commentaries to Gopi Gita.
0: Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. It also seems that, it, you know,
1: they often raise it in a sort of a humorous way when they're teasing him or. Uh huh. They uh, realize it or not?
0: Um. Could that be an example of what? I mean, I've heard it Khor, Vindamaraj, but I'm, I know that it must be written elsewhere where sometimes the devotees in the height, heightened states of ecstatic love sometimes they do manifest some awareness of Krishna's exalted position and it gives that example of a blade of grass coming to surface in a boiling pot of water but quickly gets Yeah. gets covered again. Yeah. And it go, enters back into the to the
1: That's in Radvagma Chandraka.
0: Radhvakma Chandraka. Mm.
1: milk boiling milk when you're making sweet rice in the Right, sometimes comes to the top and then goes down.
0: Yeah. Hmm. You are the supreme person served by sages, demigods, and the Vedas. Why would you wait on an unfortunate cowherd girl? Krishna takes Radha's hand in his. Devi, like you, I am a cowherd. But even if I were Lord Vishnu, I would descend from the back of Garuda to wash the dust from your lotus feet. Smiling at Krishna's compliment, Radha looks down at her feet to see that the adventures of the day had worn the altar off her souls. Walking barefoot and splashing in the lake had ensured that the lack was entirely gone. Oh dear, just look at my feet. Alarmed by her appearance, Radha says, I must look quite the sight. But before she can finish, Krishna sits up on the flower bed and and says, Let me, please let me set you straight. Rati is watching and hears everything. The manjari's very essence is nourished by witnessing loving exchanges between Radha and Krishna. They are attuned to their yuteshuri, and they share her ecstasies. But beyond that, first and foremost, their servants. While Rati thrills at Krishna's subservience to Radha, and while she tastes the rise in Radha's Anubhavas, she is also well aware of what is about to transpire, and she is ready for the role she must play in events. By saying, please let me set you straight, Krishna embraces an unassuming mood and a corresponding pastime. It is well known that in Radha's company, Krishna is an uncool gallant. Is it galant? gallant? Gallant. Gallant. Which means that in her association, he forgets every other gopi. Krishna's special love for Radha is very much like Lord Ramachandra's for Sita Devi. Rupa Goswami says, aty narayam kyap anya balanas piha sitaayam soyam anukula prakirtita radayam eva krishnasya suprasiddhat suprasiddhan kukuta tad aloke kadapi asya He who abandons all desire for other women because of an intense attachment to one, in the way Ram did for Sita, is known as an Anakula, or well-disposed gallant. Krishna is also famous for his Anakula attachment to Radha because whenever he sees her, he forgets all other gopis, as well as the thought of associating with them. In addition to this Anakula attribute, Krishna now manifests another personality trait, that of Dhiraprasanta, one who is peaceful, forbearing, considerate, and obliging. The aggregate of those two qualities now makes him a Dhiraprasanta, Santa Krishna has indicated that he wants to serve Radha by decorating her hair with flowers, adjusting her attire, and painting lac on her feet. For these services, he will need appropriate items—flowers, garlands, and foot and he will need a helping hand, which Rati is more than ready to offer as a trained maid servant. Rati Manjuri has to be prepared for any direction pastimes may take. She well knows that in different parts of Vrindavan, Vrindadevi has storerooms that she keeps freshly stocked with every conceivable item of service. And the groves of Radha are supplied with items such as nectar drinks, sweets, and incense. Rati has anticipated that Krishna may want to act as he does, and so, in a nearby kunj, she has readied the relevant items of service, as well as a few assistants. Thus, when Krishna says, please let me set you straight before Radha has expressed her consent, Rati and and an assistant are already in the grove with hairdressing items, jasmine garlands, and laksha.
1: Now, it's, it, it's interesting that twice, I think twice in Vila an assistant is mentioned. What is mentioned?
0: An assistant.
1: Assistant. There's another gopi there throughout all that dressing. And the dressing. Uh, but no
0: mention
1: of any name. No name. No name. Uh, but uh, an, an assistant is uh, is there. Uh, yeah.
0: Shrimati Radharani sits on the bed and places her foot on the ground while Krishna excitedly stands behind her and unbraids her beautiful dark tresses he carefully watches Krishna's every move. He is expert in what he does. And even if some gopis can adorn Radha more skillfully than he, they do not have his style or touch. For this reason, Radha's sakis and Manjaris carefully study Krishna's ways. They know that Radha can be best pleased by serving her in the same way, Krishna's way. For a moment Krishna is lost to the sight and touch of Radha's hair, he wonders. What are these mystical strands that so stir my soul? Krishna's confusion is not unwarranted. Radha's hair is more than the tresses of mortals or celestials. Her constant meditations on him materialize in a distinctive way. Radha Manovitti Latanukaragata Krishna Srihaye Bhavanaya Tat Atmata Shukshma Yata Prema Sudha Vishekatas Te Nishita Gesham Isha Bhayav Dhuvam The sprouts of Radha's thoughts have grown into long vines, which by constant meditation on Krishna have taken on his cloud black color. Being sprinkled by her love for Krishna, these thin long vines appear as her fine black hair. Steadying himself, Krishna quickly undoes Radha's braid and removes the remnants of the garland that had earlier decorated it he deftly separates the three strands and using his fingers, combs her hair straight. Hmm. Why three strands? Hmm? Three strands. Any
1: significant? Three. Well, I, I don't catch because earlier I said, well, Krishna stands behind her and unbraids her beautiful dark tresses. And here again, he he uh, Deftly separates the three strands, and using his fingers combs her hair straight. I guess it's just. Oh, I I follow. Huh. Mm-hmm. Because here it says, "Standing, himself Krishna quickly undoes Radha's braid," and he's already said that once. Um. Okay. Got uh, yeah, three uh. Three strands is the greatest, it's, 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 three yeah, strands. Standard. Is. Standard. Three strands. Yeah.
0: Okay. Placing his left hand on her head, Krishna then reaches towards Rati, who hands him an ivory comb inset with gems. With masterful proficiency, Hari quickly and painlessly teases. Radha's silky silky hair while giving her pleasure with the touch of his other
1: hand. Rati carefully notes how Krishna holds her head, how he combs her hair, how he imbues his service with his entire self. If the future offers her good fortune, she will try to replicate his strokes, touch, and devotion. Hopefully she can remind Radha of him. With the same perfection that he combed Radha's hair, Shama then braids it with a kind of aromatic white garland she flavors. He places one ornamental mini bouquet at the beginning of the braid and another at the end. He then allows his completed artwork to slide down her back. Krishna's style is ornate and colorful, yet not overdone. Is that the way Radha likes it? Or does she like it? Because that's the way he likes it. The gopis have varying opinions, but they all agree that he is a master and his work always a masterpiece. Krishna then comes around the flower bed to stand before Radha. As he decorates Radha's hair, Rati Rati hands him the appropriate flowers from the basket one after the other. With the same expertise that he applied to her hair, Krishna writes his her dress, replaces a wilted garland, and quickly restrings a broken necklace. Sometimes he steps back to see his craftwork. Sometimes he stoops down to the right and pleats of, and, and right. He stoops down to right the pleats of the skirt. When fully attired, Radha is said to be beautified by 16 accoutrements, Sringara, and 12 ornaments, Avarana. Although the goddesses of heaven and the Lakshmi's of Vaikuntha share similar embellishments, their appearance is shamed by Radha's mere shadow. Radha is not beautified. She's the form of pure beauty. And by accepting service from certain items, she beautifies them. Of Krishna's relationship with the ornaments he wears, it is said, Yanvichya Lilo Paikam Sajoga Maya Balam Darshayata Grihita Vishmapanam Svasya Chesho Bhagradhe Param Padam Bhushana Bhushanangam. The Lord appeared in the mortal world by His internal potency over Maya. He came in his eternal form, which is just suitable for his pastimes. These pastimes were wonderful for everyone, even for those proud of their own opulences, including the Lord himself, And his form as the Lord of Vaikuntha. Thou, She, Krishna's transcendental body is the ornament of all ornaments. The 16 features of Radha Sringar are her freshly bathed body pearl in her nose, a colorful dress on her finger, a sash around her waist, nicely tied braids, ornaments on her ears, kumkuma and chandan anointed limbs, flower in her hair, flowers in her hair, a garland upon her neck, a play lotus in her hand, bedel nuts in her mouth, a mustard on her chin, cudgel around her eyes, painted designs on her cheeks, laksha on her feet and tilak on her forehead. The 12 aspects of Radha's abara are a jewel tiara, golden earrings, a golden belt, a heart locket, ornaments encircling her ears, bracelets, a neck choker, finger rings, a necklace, armbands, anklets, and toe rings.
0: Is that from and Yeah. It's Ujjur, it's it?
1: C.C. also, commentary. Krishna's finished. There. He holds a mirror before Radha, first reflecting her face, and then her form, head to foot. Radha founds mischievously and swings her lotus feet back and forth. You've not painted my feet. And it's nearing the time to leave. Why are you so sluggish? Srimati Radharani becomes assertive. She dominates Krishna, treating him as, as she would an underling. He considers such dealings a treat. In this mood, Radha is known as Svadin Patrika, heroine of whom Rupa Goswami writes, Svayata Sanadhuita. She who keeps her lover close by and fully under her control is a Svadina Bhartrika, heroine, a dominating girl who enjoys pastimes with her hero in water sports, forest walks, and picking flowers. Furthermore, when by her assertive love, Radha has so completely brought Krishna under control that he is unable to give up her company for a moment, then she is called Mladavi. Although Radha now only asks Krishna to paint her feet, on other occasions he has the opportunity to do other services. He may draw colorful designs on her cheeks, place a belt around her waist, tie a garland in her braid, place bracelets on her wrist, and fasten anklets on her lotus feet. For Krishna, the more services, the better. But now Radha has ordered him to paint her feet, and he is happy to oblige. But is he able? Krishna kneels before Radha's right foot. Ratha kneels next to him with a golden plate that holds soft brushes a vessel of red laksha, balls of cotton wool, and a golden stylus, shalaka. He looks at Rati and the plate and then gently takes Radha's foot in his hand. With great love and reverence, Krishna places his forehead to Radha's foot and whispers, sureshwari, <laughs> trivedeva O Queen of Sacrifices, Queen of Pious Deeds, Queen of the World, Queen of Demigods, O Queen of Scholarship, Queen of Knowledge, Queen of Goddesses, Queen of Patience, O Queen of the Forest of Bliss, Queen of Raj, love light of Raj, O Sri Radhika, my obeisance is unto you. What are you doing? Krishna looks into Radha's eyes. Before worshiping one's deity, one should offer prayers. Although she is now a controller, gazing into his eyes, she cannot help but be moved by his pure submission. Meanwhile, Rati submerges in the bliss of watching the exchange. This could go on for a long time. And so Radha gently wiggles her foot and softly says, will you not paint my feet? Krishna slowly looks to the brush held by Rati. He takes it from her hand, dips it in the vessel of laksha, and carefully paints the bottom of Radha's foot. By a previous arrangement, the girls outside begin a soft kirtan to enhance the mood, singing about Krishna's service to Radha. Hearing the song and seeing him at her feet, Radha becomes a lotus on the waters of pastimes, gently swaying to and fro in the winds of bhava. Krishna is equally enchanted, while Rati tries her best to remain calm and grave. In one hand, Krishna holds Radha's feet, and in the other, the lax brush. But the beauty of Radha's pinkish feet halts his movements. It appears that in an attempt to attain perfection, sweetness itself had entered the Kunj to worship Raya's right souls, and in the process engaged her anklets in tinkling in the manner of R.T. bells. But now that the anklets have become silent, sweetness has entered into trance and draws Krishna into its Radha meditation.
0: Traditionally, the laksharas painted on the soles and palms of women was said to promote happiness, prevent distress, and invoke auspiciousness. Its color is the red of passion, and so it both indicates and inspires the conjugal mellow. In Radha's case, the laksha symbolizes Anurag, which is also her stai bhava and the perfectional stage by which the beloved is experienced in ever fresh ways. Radha wiggles her toes to break Krishna's meditation. Coming to his senses, Krishna continues to apply the lack to her souls, one brush stroke at a time. One influence of Anurag is that a devotee desires to take birth as an inanimate object. Touched by the intense magic of this love, Krishna says, O Laksha. What austerities have you performed to find a home at my beloved's feet? Not receiving an answer, he adds, you must know some mystic perfection or special mantra and are unwilling to share it. Krishna continues painting Radha's feet. Because the brush causes a tickling sensation, Radha occasionally curls her toes. Again, he addresses the Lakshmi. You should know that as the Supreme Person I am entitled to know everything. Please share with me your knowledge, for I, too, desire to become lakh like you." Krishna applies the laksha slowly and purposely. Rati finds his ecstatic rambling entertaining, and in her joy, in her joy she struggles to keep from giggling and tipping the tray. Meanwhile Krishna converses with himself. Someone may argue that since Radha's souls are naturally reddish, they have no need for luck. To that, my answer would be people worship the sun with a ghee lamp, and as a result, they profit spiritually. Similarly, by painting Radha's feet, I and Alaksha would be blessed by a worshipable deity. Addressing the footlock, Krishna says, O Laksha, if you feel unqualified to be on Radha's feet, then fear not, when Radha's feet imprint you on my forehead, I will transfer my piety to you and you will then become fit. The influence of Anurag is to make Radha's control over Krishna outstanding and their mutual love newer and newer at every moment. Thus Krishna is smitten by the unprecedented beauty of Radha's painted feet. He has never seen them in this way, perhaps he has never seen even seen them. He whispers in amazement, whose feet am I holding? Now Rati cannot help but giggle. How could you even ask? How wonderful must the person be who possesses such tender feet? Who can she be? Ari, you are blinded by love. Krishna shakes his head lightly honestly i am perplexed who is the owner of these delightful feet the same gopi princess you have been playing with all afternoon he chuckles do not joke with me overcome by the touch of those feet your memory has been bewildered then help me remember just a few moments ago you knelt to worship Radha's feet his forgetfulness begins to fade that is true so how can you say you do not recognize He struggles to answer. A lightning flash of sweetness blinded me, seemed that I had discovered an unrivaled girl whom I had never met before. Rati struggles to contain her laughter. You have known her all of your life. Radha is annoyed by all the whispering and she leans forward. What is this fish fish all about? Krishna looks up and sees Radha as he has never seen her before. He feels love for her like he has never felt before. Both she and his love are novel. It is it is as if they are being experienced for the first time and with unprecedented wonders. Thus the magical effect of Anuraga has fully hypnotized him. Siddhanubham Apiya, kuryang Nava priya when loving attachment makes both the object of love as well as love itself experienced in ever-fresh ways, that state of wonder is known as anurag. Radha looks out Krishna's admiring faith to see love trickling down his cheeks tear after tear. She is no stranger to this ecstasy. It is the state of her being, even the texture. It is the state of her being, even the texture of her gloves. Yet she retains control of herself, and with a voice full of love, she asks, "What are you two talking about?" Radha lowers her head while Krishna struggles to answer. We are just applying the lack. Then do it quickly. The girls will soon be here, and they will make fun of me if I am not ready. Without saying a word, Krishna looks down at her ring-studded foot, places it in his lap and dips the brush in the lap vessel. The peacock feather in his turban seems to wave at Radha. Again, Hari's brush strokes caress Radha's soul. But his intense love has not retreated, neither has his envy of the red substance he carefully applies to her feet. Rati watches carefully, sitting so close to him she cannot help but be affected by his love. It radiates from him like sunshine from the sun. Yet she tries her best to remain composed in a service that has already taken longer than it should. In such proximity to him, it is as if Krishna's thoughts are her own. She hears and think. The Vedas say that I am the unlimited personality of Godhead. Then why am I outdone by this humble red liquid? Why does it have a blessing that escapes me? Aloud he says, O Lakshmi, you must bless me to attain your good fortune. At last, the latter replies who am i to bless you it would be an offense to me to even think of such a thing do not deceive me to be on rod to be living on Radha's feet you cannot be ordinary paint but my lord you have her feet in your hands i do but only as long as i am painting you once i finish then i will not have to be separated from Radha's feet while you will not then I will have to be separated from Radha's feet while you will not. But my good fortune happens only by your grace. Krishna winces. I'm getting nowhere with this laksha. He is like every devotee. I bless them, but they will not bless me. The humility of Vaishnavas is their asset but my handicap. Yet As the wellspring of intelligence, Krishna is resourceful and never at a loss how to realize his desire, even if devotees cannot or will not help him. And so, as the Sarva Sankalpa Ishvara, the Supreme who realizes his every desire, he arrives at a solution. If this lack cannot come to my rescue, my name can. Rati is baffled. What does that mean? Krishna whispers, it is well known that I and my name are one. Sri Padma states, "Namachintamani krishnas, chaitanya rasa Vigraha. One is shudha mukto The holy name of Krishna is transcendentally blissful, bestows all spiritual benedictions for it is Krishna himself, the reservoir of all pleasure. Krishna's name is complete and is the form of all transcendental mellows. It is not a material name under any condition, and it is no less powerful than Krishna himself. Since Krishna's name is not contaminated by the material qualities, there is no question of its being connected with Maya. It is always liberated and spiritual, and it is never conditioned by the laws of material nature. This is because the name of Krishna, and Krishna himself are identical
1: talk about an elaborate translation <laughs> yeah I mean that's Prabhupada's
0: translation that's Prabhupada's translation yeah uh, we Yeah, a little touched but uh I Trying to make the connection that this lack cannot come to my rescue, my name
1: can. Yeah. Yeah, in other words, if, if a lack doesn't give, uh, doesn't give me any mantra or see, uh, key to the secret of how it, gets, it can be on Radha's soul, Oh, oh you're right. Okay, I got it. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. <laughs> Starts painting his name. Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I wonder, I wonder if we got yeah, five ninety seven, it's eight pages seven pages i'm okay okay yeah. because there's a picture as well
0: rati nods i am in my name so if i write my name in the laksha then i too will have a place at Radha's lotus feet okay yeah okay yeah, i forgot i'll not phenomenal Krishna beams at Rati in bliss. She bashfully looks to his feet and thinks, that sounds like a good plan. Without being asked, Rati hands Krishna the shalaka. Very carefully he begins to write in Devanagari, first Krish and then uh, There is Krishna, the name on Radha's soul, Krishna. There is Krishna, the name holding Radha's soul. The Lord's happiness shows in his smile, but if he was confounded by ecstasy before, he is doubly so now. He is not only holding Radha's feet in person, but he is on Radha's feet by his name. The result of a double a rag is that ecstasy manifests in bodily symptoms. Love thus enriched is known as Baba which when further intensified, reaches the peak of ecstatic love, Mahabhava. He
1: skipped one sentence. Huh? He skipped the sentence. But Maybe. he is on Radha's feet by his name. The result is that he's doubly blessed and so doubly ecstatic. Uh-huh,
0: the result is that he's doubly blessed and so doubly ecstatic. And the effect of a double-down is that ecstasy manifests in bodily symptoms. Love that is... A Love thus enriched is known as Bhava, which, when further intensified, reaches the peak of ecstatic love.
1: Sitting in the shadow of Krishna's love, Rati is not bereft. She is blessed, triply blessed. She tastes the threefold bliss of his presence, of his pastime, and of Anurag itself. For his part, Krishna's heart melts, (coughs) beads of perspiration appear on his brow and his hands tremble. Thus the quivering shalaka not only tickles Radha's foot, but also slightly smudges Krishna's artwork. Although the situation seems to be taking a serious turn, Rati can barely control her laughter. I have to do something to set things right. Dipping a ball of soft, fluffy cotton into the laksha, she carefully reaches over Krishna's arm and corrects the smeared markings. The coloring on the feet should be flawless. After all, it is an art. With another ball of cotton, she then deftly wipes the outer perimeter of Radha's soul, wiping off any excess laksha, thereby creating a smooth line all around. All of a sudden, Alita's voice rises above the kirtan. Startled, Radha leans forward to see what Krishna is doing, Instead, she sees Rati giggling uncontrollably. She's annoyed. What are you doing? Although Radha's voice is stern, Rati is too far down the slippery slope of humor to do anything but laugh. Radha's taken aback. The humor of events, especially Rati's laughter, eludes her. This manjari is usually mild and reserved, never known to show lack of restraint. And then there's Krishna, lost in bliss, sitting timidly with his sulaka in his hand. How strange. She thinks, what is all this? When she turns on Rati, what is this nonsense? What have you done? Seeing Radha's rising anger, Rati quickly swallows her laughter and is about to explain when partly in an effort to get up, partly as a reprimand, partly as a blessing, Radha kicks Rati's left arm with her newly painted foot. Smack. Radha recoils in fear. She's angry. Traditionally, the feet are considered the lowest and dirtiest part of the body. Therefore, even pointing the feet or exposing the soles to someone is a sign of disrespect. If accidentally one touches another with their feet, they must immediately apologize. But to kick someone is an insult a show of utter contempt, a statement that the recipient is as unworthy as a dog. Yet the realms of tradition and love often diverge. When Rati and Krishna serve Radha's feet, it is out of love. The message to Radha and to the world is that being her foot servant is the ultimate privilege. And when Radha kicks Rati, it is a sign of intimacy and love, just as when Lord Nityananda Kick Shiva Nandasheyan. Radha's kick is not the customary insult. It is a reciprocation of affection and the ultimate blessing. I accept you as my servant. It is an affirmation. You belong to me, you're mine. Taking in the situation, Krishna comes to his senses and sits back from the two girls, eager not to be a second target of Radha's wrath. When Rati sees Krishna retreating, she freezes in fear. It's clear that he will not come to her rescue. Rising to her feet with a frown, Radha is about to vent her anger when all of a sudden her mood changes, her frown disappears, and her beautiful lips break into a smile. She looks down at Rati, but not quite at Rati's face. Rati thinks, what is she looking at? In following Radha's glance, Rati catches Krishna's eye, and he too is looking at her, smiling. She looks down at her dress, maybe the lax spilled on me. But no, it has fallen to the ground harmlessly, soaked up by the dry earth. Then she hears Radha giggling. Oh my, just look at you. Krishna joins in. Fortunate, blessed girl. Rati is perplexed. As the target of Radha's eye, her head is still reeling. She cannot grasp what the couple are looking at or joking about. Confused, she continues looking here and there until Radha says, silly girl, look at your arm. From her vantage point, Rati's vision is limited and not as complete as those of her observers. And yet what she sees causes her heart to soar. Radha's footprint a complete footmark stamped on Radhi's slender arm. It is the emblem of Anurag awarded by the personification of Anurag herself. Below the imprint of Radha's five beautiful toes are the marks of the chakra and the Padma. Below them are another nine symbols and in the middle of the foot a new and special symbol, one not described by scripture, the signature Krishna, the Na, a little squiggly due to its author's ecstasy. Rati lifts her arm and shifts it this way and that to see better. But even a superior angle of vision cannot compensate for the tears crowding her eyes. Radha and Krishna laugh in unison. Confused and excited, Rati first jumps to her feet, looking from her arm to Radha and then back to her arm again. Overcome by humility, not knowing what else to do, she then falls before Radha, bathing her feet with tears. You're going to wash all the altar from my feet. Rati laughs and cries. Throwing all caution to the wind, she embraces Radha's feet with both hands, showering them with kisses. She thinks she has accepted me. She has. She has. Over and over, Rati repeats to herself, I'm hers. I belong to her. And every time she thinks this way, she simply cries even louder. Finally, between sobs, she looks up into Radha's eyes and in broken syllable whispers, in broken syllables, whispers, I'm yours, Devi. I'm forever yours. Krishna's eyes fill with tears. He is honored to witness the love between Radha and her maidservants. Even the abode of love, such affection, even in the abode of love, such affection is rarely expressed, rarely seen. How wonderful it is. Feeling the Lord's presence, Rati falls before Krishna and wails. The reality of what has happened is dawning upon her. She is now a certified servant, and she is not just any servant but the servant of feet that are served by Krishna. She's unable to move away from him. He has showered her with Radha's grace. Rati looks up and although her tears blind her vision, she tries to say thank you, but her voice is choked and she only makes garbled sounds. Yet Krishna understands. He lovingly pats her head in the way of a father or older brother. Now that Radha has so warmly accepted Rati, so too does he. Feeling Krishna's merciful touch and recognizing its message, Rati cries all the more. She has always left Krishna with her entire being. He has been her very life. In reciprocation, he is now declaring his affection for her. Srila Prabhupada has recommended the same path of perfection for his followers the easiest way to Krishna's favor uh, by pleasing uh, Sri Radha. It should be the easiest way to Krishna's favor, pleasing Sri Radha. Prabhupada, Radharani is Haripriya, very dear to Krishna. So if we approach Krishna through the mercy of Radharani, then it becomes very easy. If Radharani recommends that this devotee is very nice, then Krishna immediately accepts, however foolish he may be. Because Radharani recommends it, Krishna accepts. Therefore, in Vrindavan, you will find all the devotees chanting Radharani's name more than Krishna's. Wherever you go, you will find the devotees who are addressing one another, Jai Radhe. They are glorifying Radharani. They are more interested in worshipping her. This is because however fallen I may be, If somehow or other I can please Radharani, then it is very easy for me to understand Krishna. Otherwise, it will take many, many lives." Drawn to the sounds of crying and followed by the gopis, Lalita hastily enters the kunj. She takes in the sight before her and is amazed. Rati Manjari is lying before Krishna's feet, and Radha is lovingly patting her back. The sound of crying still fills the grove. Oh my, who's the fortunate girl today? But Lalita has yet to understand the full measure of Rati's good fortune. The eldest of the gopis exchanges glances with Radha and then with Krishna. Lalita has always been affectionately disposed to Rati because of the purity and depth of Rati's love for the divine couple, especially for Radha. In assessing the situation, she concludes that both Radha and Krishna are the cause of Rati's bliss, and only a third person will pacify the girl. Lalita glides between Radha and Krishna and raises Rati to her feet, placing her arm around Radha's shoulder. With aristocratic fingers, she wipes the tears and smears kajal from Rati's cheeks. There, there, compose yourself. We must make our way to the sun god. Lalita Devi's words quickly have a soothing effect. Rati understands that her excessive ecstasy is obstructing the divine couple's pastimes. She wipes her nose with her veil and brushes aside the locks hanging over her forehead. Looking apologetically to Radha and then to Krishna, she is about to walk from Lalita's embrace when Lalita loudly explains, what is this? The gopis crowding the grove are startled and they look to where Lolita points what is on Ratti's arm. Darling girl, where did you get this? Rati's eyes follow Lolita's gesture. In the tempest of her ecstasy, she had forgotten Radha's footmark. Lolita is struck with wonder. How did you get this? Now all the gopis are swarming around Ratti to better see what Lolita is talking about. And there on Rati's upper arm is Radha's Lakshya footprint, decorated with the symbols of her divinity and Krishna's own signature. The Sakis and manjaris utter sounds of astonishment, appreciation, and applause. No one has ever seen such an emblem. No one has ever received one. But everyone knows the significance of that hallmark. Without a trace of envy, the gopis command Rati, embrace her, kiss her, and stroke her hair. And while everyone is curious to know the details of Rati's good fortune, there is service to be completed before Radha can leave for Suryakund. Lolita shoes the gopis out of the kunj, but remains at the door to watch the proceedings. Rati quickly washes her hands and fills the laksha vessel with fresh lac. She then sits before Radha and watches as Krishna paints the soles of her left foot. When the adornment is complete, Krishna fans the wet alta with his upper cloth, and while doing so, he smiles at Rati with a glance that says, I have served Radha today, but I do not have a certificate of service like you. I wonder if I ever will. Rati lowers her eyes on the painting we had Krishna's uh, Krishna's name backward. Because that's what it'll look like if you Yeah.
0: Stand Which painting, it. Other painting is is it in the
1: book? Some five ninety four. Mm. Five ninety four. You got it you got it right there. Yeah. Rati lowers her eyes to Krishna's lotus feet and whispers
0: Oh. oh, oh, oh.
1: I was looking for on the bottom of the feet. It was all your mercy. I'm now also certified as your servant. And as your servant, I carry all your official documents, including Radha's footprint. Krishna chuckles. You devotees have an answer for everything. As the laksha dries, Krishna expertly wipes the excess from the sides. Then looking up at Radha with a sweet smile, he smears the excess on his head and chest. Now he has a certificate too, albeit a self-applied one. (coughs) Radha lovingly flies and throws a flower at him. Oh, you! So much mercy has been distributed that afternoon through the laksha. Surely Krishna deserved his share. After all it is written, Swayam yadadhi Nupuram manigana chatta chitritam hariirvini dadhati atangu vishu yavakam yasiti ridhavahati bittavam ridhupadena tenad apijat rasad atati Radika bhajatad eva with his pedal like fingers, Hari takes the red lac stuck on Radha's colorful, jeweled anklets, and with awe and reverence smears it over his heart. O oh, Vaishnavas, just worship Rindavan when Radha gracefully wanders on her soft, delicate feet. After the laksha has dried, Radha and Krishna part ways with an agreement to meet by Vamsi at moonrise. Then Rati and the gopis accompany Radha to Shuryakund, and from there to Javata. Although pain to be separated from Krishna, Radha tolerates the hours that lead to a meeting by the Jaguna, where they will enjoy a moonlight festival of dancing and Sankirtana. When not attending to Radha, Rati's afternoon and evening are passed in recounting to others how she acquired the special certificate of a kept maidservant. She remains mild and humble, her main concern that the Lakshya footprint not wear off. I take a vow. I will never wash my arm. But there's no need for vows. The lack would never fade, even with washing. The footmark was Radha's eternal declaration. It was etched on Radha's arm and engraved on her heart. Rati Manjari was a recognized servant, one who could be entrusted with the most confidential services. And while Varjbasis of other mellows were unable to see Rati's hallmark, gopis could. Thus, it was well known amongst the girls of Vrindavan that Rati Manjari was the certified personification of love for Radha. She was Rati personified. No one could contest it. She was a certified maidservant. And the certification was witnessed and approved by Krishna. Radha Pada Saroj Bhakti Machalam Uddviksha Nishkaitavam Prithasvam Bachatopi nirbara, Mahaprem Nadikam Sharvasha Alingati Atachambhati Sva Vadanat Tambulam Payet Kante Svam Vanamalikam apima Mamanyasit Kada Mohana When seeing my sincere and unwavering devotion to Radha's lotus feet, a devotion filled with boundless love, will charming Krishna with a love greater than his devotees affection for him, descend from his throne, embrace me with his arms, kiss my face, place betel nuts from his mouth into mine, and adorn me with his own coarse garland? When will Krishna be so overjoyed with my devotion to Radha's feet? as to reward me in these ways. Yes, it was a good day for everyone, especially for Rati Manjari. May those followers of Raghunath Dasgur Swami who intensely seek a similar accreditation from the divine couple be blessed by the sacred land of Vrindavan and with the dawning of a similarly good day. Shiradika Adhika Pasad Nirmi Taoji, Nathasma, Shri, Dasa, Goswami, Nena, Maka. Hare Krishna.
0: Why does it say that the certification was on the forehead in some translations? I thought. Huh? Radharani, right is it Radharani right Kikarati on the forehead?
1: Forearm.
0: I've got somewhere forehead. No. No. Where did I read it? I don't know.
1: I don't know. Can't can't have a full full footprint on the forehead. It's not in the verse itself? No. No. Jai
0: Oh no.
1: What? The battery went down. Yeah, the battery died.